Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Well, I guess that's a good intro. It's 7-16, 16 after the hour. It is not Friday, but it is T-G-I-G. Thank goodness it's Gene. Good morning. <laughs> Thank goodness it's Gene. Uh, well, it, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, well, good morning. The, the studio crowd is very happy that you are here this morning. Uh, look, you know, I, I, I always like to throw you sort of a curveball every once in a while, so I'm going to see, you know, I haven't told you anything about this, but I'm going to ask you something here. And I'm asking you this because, well, you're a pilot. I know you're a private pilot, but you're a well-traveled guy. You've been around a lot of places. Uh, you've done a lot of things in your life. You're generally uh, into uh, or understand how things work. How in the world, Gene, did this Southwest Airline flight mare happen? It's a good time to buy Southwest stock. They're at their lowest point, I suspect an acquisition of Southwest will occur in the next two months. Keep an eye on Elon Musk. And to answer your question, it's when greedy entrepreneurs, investors, are looking more at the bottom line this week and next week and not looking at the longer-term play. China looks at a longer-term outcome going out 100 years. We look at an outcome going out 100 days. It happened because resources were not planned for, put in place. Uh, ironically, they're pretty scared about doing anything to to compromise maintenance after all the years of crashes and mechanical uh, dysfunction. But So what they're doing is they're trying to maximize the profit margin during some very austere times we're going through right now. Therefore, they didn't plan for the scheduling the resources and backup supplies and equipment and personnel needed for the uh, um, for the for the uh, holiday season. Notwithstanding all that, you had the onslaught of uh, a serious storm that kicked in right during um, the holiday season on their primary traffic route areas. So uh, I was on. I didn't even. I was on Delta. And uh, we got up to Dulles Airport and back uh, without a, a slight delay in Atlanta, but ho-hum, no big deal. We got up to see family and back in a very timely way. And you see, folks, this is why we uh, give Gene 15 minutes every Friday. Today it's Thursday because we're off tomorrow. Because did you hear that answer? Who thought of that? If you'd asked me that, Gene, I'm going to tell you. know what I'd have been doing? Um... Um, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> it, the, <laughs> you know, Michael, what's also true is that we need to invest in our future. Whether uh, I can go off on a bunch of metaphors and with government and all the dysfunction, but staying to your point, uh, we need to invest in our future just in technology alone. The automation systems that are out there today give you the ability to book your flight modify your flight, pay for your flight, uh, right on your iPhone, iPad, yeah. 
you don't have to wait for some customer service representative to put you in hold hell for 45 minutes before someone answers the phone. Just do it yourself. And well, that is a big uh, transition in automation that the companies need to invest in without dragging China's money in to be your partner to invest with you. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I, I know that was a curveball for you, but I appreciate the the, uh, the take that you have because it's a business take, right? It's, it's what you have to do with your companies uh, that you are uh, managing or that you are in charge of. You've got to make sure that you plan for these kind of things. And obviously, Southwest has been cruising along. They've been making money and they have maximized profits and minimized any of the uh, the things that go along with it. For example, you know, one of the things that we have seen over the last few days are some screenshots that were grabbed from uh, Southwest flight attendants. They have a, a a site that they go to to find out, you know, hey, what's going on? Where do I go? Who's coming to get me? Where's my hotel? And they were totally frozen up. They had no information. They had nobody to call. When they called, they had nobody answering the phone. And so, you know, they had to know at some level that this was possible, and they did nothing about it. Yeah, planning is everything. Uh, being trained to know how to plan is everything. And putting the right staff and resources in place to plan for the outcomes and the unexpected is everything. Yeah. Uh, I would fear that today's astronauts, did not have the skills of Neil Armstrong, Jim Lowell, Alan Shepard, and others to handle mid-journey crises on their way to the moon, uh, as they had to do. Uh, uh, even in Apollo 13, we, with these guys were very innovative in their trajectory down into the uh, moon's uh, orbital at- uh, uh, orbit to, to land. And um, there were some corrections that never get reported. Um, that these innovators had to do on the fly. I, I, I'm worried about a ticket agent being creative enough to handle your ticket and in the local airport, which gets back to your point. I, I just I just worry about it. Um, there's a Fox News um, contributor who, by the name of Mike Rowley, he has a little TV show on Fox called Dirty Jobs. Uh, he says, we're turning out a generation of poorly educated people with no skill, no ambition, no guidance, and no realistic expectations of what it means to go to work. We've got to get people re-motivated and um, self-inspired to take their lives into their own hands and grow their own future. And those are the kinds of people that our government needs as leader leaders our innovators need in science, research, and technology, and our uh, uh, and our uh, uh, um, corporate executives need to be to create solutions and innovations and change directions on the fly as um, circumstances present themselves uh, in these crazy times we're going to be facing in the next decade. I'd like to point out that you mentioned Apollo 13 and, and the things that they had to do. I've- I've heard that story, very familiar with We've all seen the movie. But I wanted to point out that one of the members of Apollo 13 was Fred Hayes from Biloxi, Mississippi. So Mississippi had a connection to that. What a smart guy he was, an engineer, 
uh, a brilliant guy, uh, but yeah. also, you know, a, a, a great American. Hayes was one of the engineers who re who reengineered on the fly uh, the air system uh, to uh, capture and re and reuse uh, some of the um, exhausted air in your breath uh, in the in capsule to give them the air they needed to make it home. It was really quite a story of what they did on the fly to save themselves. <laughs> and, and let me tell you something. You can think of a lot of creative things when your life is at risk, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get innovative real quickly. Yes, you do. Okay, Gene, we can uh, switch to some other subjects. Anything you'd like to talk about today that uh, that you want to bring up? Be, I'm happy to I talk guess, about Michael, it. it's the last session uh, before the new year, and I want to express my gratitude again to uh, you and to Ted for the shows that we've done here, these 15-minute segments appearing weekly over the last almost two years now. And I'm so grateful you... You've had me come on board with you to, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Is it a diversion or a, a digression of thought and um, and talk and things we we get into here on the show? But it, it, it really allows me to sit back and take an assessment of the world around us and, more importantly, an assessment of myself and to think what I might be doing better in 2023 and what I might do to contribute more effectively in 2023 uh, to uh, my family and to the world around us. I've seen so many surprises uh, that have um, come up this past year that I just don't know what to make heads or tails of. We've got um, uh, the media that, uh, uh, you know, Charles Krautheimer, former reporter at the Fox News, passed away a few years ago. Uh, was talking about uh, uh, the fact that Fox News was successful because they found over half the country. <laughs> the That's rest right. of the media, the rest of the media is in some sort of uh, cocoon. Uh, uh, they think the world exists only in Los Angeles and New York City, and that's not true. There's a big United States of America in between those two points, and. Um, the, the majority out there has been overlooked, unappreciated. And you've got, on the political side, people who have gotten into their jobs as congressmen and senators and presidents that have uh, disregarded the people who put them into office. And then you've got um, an election system, which on more than one occasion has been blatantly, shamelessly, uh, uh, corrupted at the ballot boxes and it's swept under the rug because it's like, I don't, don't stress me out. I don't want to face the truth. And then you got a border crisis that's been ignored as millions come over the border now. And here we are giving billions to Ukraine to protect their interests. And we ignore the borders in our own backyard has caused me to assess. And I would ask the public to do the same, to have to reassess, actually, what we've done as a nation to put improper leaders in place uh, that did not. Why did we allow people to get in place to not represent our interests? It's on us, folks. The democracy is the government that governs from us. We, the people, 
not the select few at the top. And I pray in the years ahead, we turn that, um, we pivot to what it was intended in the founding principles of our Constitution. Don't you think sometimes, Gene, that, that these people get elected, they go to Washington, and to a certain extent, they become really Washington residents? I mean, and what do I mean by that? They, they live there, they work there, their friends are there, their kids are raised there. Uh, you know, they just become a part of that big conglomerate of government operators in Washington, D.C., and they sort of lose track of, uh, of the people of the country. I mean, do you get that sense? I get that sense, but I think the solution, my mind in 2023 is solutions. I'm not whining about the problem. I say to my, my family, I say, if you're going to whine about the problem, that's fine. It's a problem, whine about it. But I want you in the same sentence without taking a breath to offer then the solution. And so in this case, the elected official has to provide a solution. If he or she fails to provide the solution, the punishment isn't losing the next election. The punishment is paying the price for, for lying to the public. It could be civil criminal action. If you don't make an attempt to try to make good on your promises to the people who hired you, the elected uh, people, there's got to be more serious consequences in place for not performing your duty. Yeah, real, genuine losses need to go to those people that do not do what they said they were going to do in Washington, D.C. And unfortunately, Gene, for many years now, for probably 50 years, there's, there's been no consequences for these people. Here's what it took, which is more stunning in reviewing 2022. In 30 general. seconds. Elon Musk, <clears throat> a non-politician, has to slam the politician into a sense of sobriety to realize they should have done what he had to do yeah. with his billions of dollars. You're God exactly bless right. America. I think the future is going to be bright and uh, very big opportunities for us in the years ahead. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're out of time. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful New Year's uh, weekend, and we will talk to you, I guess, again next Friday. I'm looking forward to it next Friday. Happy New Year's, everybody. Hey, Gene, I'll see you next year, buddy. See you next year, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Valentino. The Thank Velvet Hammer. Take care. <laughs>